he who. What is up, my man? I can't call it like a blind referee, man. How you doing? Good. Cool. I'm good. Cool, man. We freaking, you know, just living the life. You know. Let me turn this TV down. Man, from the side, she looked like Mariah Carey. Then she looked like I, Queen Latifah. I know, she, diagonally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> it was quite confusing. Yes, sir. So, Man, what we got on the agenda, what's the talk for the day? Oh, uh, well, I don't really know. Uh, dude, I'm down two and a half pounds. Hey, hey. Two and a half pounds, not uh, hey. not eating sugar. Hey, and you know what? I cut back a little bit on sugar, a little bit. That's literally bit. the only thing I've cut out right now uh, for the last two weeks. So, man. man, sugar's a motherfucking devil. Man, tell me about it. It's the devil. It's the devil's lice. Mm -hmm. It's the devil's dandruff. Well, yeah. besides cocaine, but uh, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's nuts, man. It's nuts the way that 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 you know you can easily just get get so used to doing something that you don't even think it affects you like that. Yeah. Like I was looking, right? Mm -hmm. I was looking. This what this what I used to drink, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Me and my sloppy ass, I still got fucking trash in here. Oh, shit. Did you fall? Where'd you go? Yeah. <laughs> it's the it ghost. Like it's the ghost. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so 260 calories, right? Yeah. If we come right here. 62, I don't think you're going to see it, 62 grams of sugar. Damn. 62 grams. God damn. And as far as I know. And they're three zips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, from what I understand, I, I'm, no, I'm no drug dealer or grammatician <laughs> or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yeah. But, uh, that's 62 of those of those uh, sugar packets. Yes. 62, like each one of those sugar packets, I, I hear is like around a gram of sugar. So think about that, man. Hmm. In there, you know, let's see. Let's let let me take a look real quick. Uh -huh. How many cups is 62 grams of sugar. It's a third of a cup. It's one third of a cup of sugar. God damn. One third of a cup in fucking tw uh, 24, 16 ounces. A third of a cup. This much motherfucking sugar. So my question is, with the open can, did you pour it out as a, like an example of how to get rid of sugar? Or did you drink it? Oh, this? No, yeah. I'm fucking lazy. And I have all sorts of trash and shit on this desk over here. Uh, <laughs> so I just never threw okay. it away. Okay, yeah, I see, I see. Okay, I see, I see. <laughs> I'm just lazy. Like, look, I had just got back from the store. A, a fat guy's got to have his dessert, but this is a sugar-free Jello. You know? Okay. It's like twenty. It's uh, twenty calories or whatever. I don't really do the whole calorie counting thing. I just count. Yeah. I count the the macros. You know, the sugar. The sugars and stuff are what matters. And I know that the, the sugar additive 
or with what makes it sweet isn't as good for you or isn't good for you either. But uh, right now for me, it's better than eating all that sugar. Yeah. Because I would drink two of those. I would drink two of those rock stars in the morning. Mm-hmm. I would have a couple. Uh, I'd, I'd probably have 64, 64 to 96 ounces of water. And then I would have lunch and I would get, I would get a fucking, uh, uh, you know, whatever their large size Coke was. And I would, and I would drink a couple, two, three of those. So, I mean, you're figuring 260. So that's, so just with, just with these two cans would have been, would have been 520, right? No? Yeah. 520 calories. That's like, that's like a salad. That's a nice size salad with some balsamic and some fucking, some good protein on there. You know what I mean? Like almost 500 grams of $500 worth of sugar. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) it's snowing in vegas it's beginning to look a lot like christmas no i'm talking about you said five hundred dollars worth of sugar oh yeah oh yeah i'll see your point (laughs) yeah i I had to backtrack right right so so how are you on the uh on the anti-weed council Oh man, I've been killing it, man. I've been killing it. Yeah. I, look, this is this how good I've gotten. I've gotten. I've, I've gained so much discipline and control over this course of quitting that I started to grow weed, and it it in further intensified the fact that I don't want to smoke. Amazing. You're gonna grow it just for like salads and stuff, like eat the leaves. Well, yeah, no, no, I'm not going to eat the leaves. What I'm going to do is I'm going to grow it, right, as the, um, you know how people put it on social media to show all the, like, uh, discrepancies or all the pluses and minuses that they go through while growing it? Uh-huh. Well, I'm going to put it on YouTube. I've seen a lot of views just on growing, just mm-hmm. on growing and it's just not only weed, it's also vegetables and weird shit like that. So I just looked at it like a little passive income routine. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with weed is the weird shit and vegetables ain't the weird shit. Exactly. You know what? You've made a good point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but people like weird shit, so they'll watch the weed more than the vegetables I'm growing. Right. Well, I mean. <laughs> I mean, horticulture is horticulture, right? I mean, exactly. Regardless, regardless of what of what the crop is, uh, making making uh, healthy, sustainable, whatever it is, is is a science on its own. Exactly, and it's 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 fascinating because it's alive, you know. Right. That's why I like it. You go out there and you play a little Bach to them. Oh, why'd you go blank? We don't want uh, to see you in your truck. No, uh, uh, I got a phone call. Excuse Hold on. Phone call. Hold on, she can. She can kiss my ass. Wait. Hold on. <laughs> I don't know why it's not. Uh, I don't know why it didn't ring on my iPad. It's supposed to ring on my iPad. But all right. Huh. But... That's good. That's good, man. I uh so this next week, because now I've got two weeks of no sugar under my under my belt. This next week I'm going to take and cut back on lunch so rather than rather than buying something for lunch i'm gonna bring i'm just gonna bring a mason jar with salad in it and eat that for lunch rather than you know eat that and and maybe have like one of those uh one of those ice drinks or 
make some make some iced tea. But I, I like unsweetened iced tea. So you know what I you know what I did? I eliminated uh, even like when I went to Dairy Queen, I just get like a huge cup of water. Yeah. That's all I really drink. Yeah. If I drink juice, it's because like I have a terrible taste in my mouth. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, yeah. I generally well, drink water. You know, with as much sweets and everything as I was eating, I mm-hmm. I do try to I try to stay away from even even the sweet snacks, you know, uh, sweet drinks at all. But you know, there's days. There's days when I'll just be working hard and I'm like, man, a nice lemonade would be great. So so by drinking one of those ice, you know, the the drink ice, I'm sure you've seen it. Yeah. Uh, they're sugar-free. It's a sugar-free lemonade. And to me, it tastes pretty good. So yeah. I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll have one of those and be happy with it. You know, I mean... Six, seven years ago, this was nothing to me. Like it was I was I was doing this and it was it was part of life. I was I was still, you know, I think I think I had dropped to 245, but I was still mostly muscle. Yeah. And you know, just getting older and uh I never changed the way that I ate when I quit working out. So mm-hmm. I was still eating. I was still eating 5,000 calories a day. Yeah. But not burning off the, not burning it off in lifting or running or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so it, it just ended up making me fat and like literally all the calculators all the little calculators say that if i'm going to uh if i want to maintain my weight like 3800 calories a day maintains where i'm at right now almost 4000 calories yeah so you know i mean i dropped i dropped 500 calories you know, maybe a, a maybe eight hundred calories with all the sodas and everything a day, just by taking the sugar out. So, you know, I I like pizza and I like bread and I like you know I'm I'm gonna I'll sure I'll cut them down, but my my goal is my goal is right now to continue cutting the sugars out and cut lunch out. So only yeah. eat breakfast and dinner. And, you know, that'll yeah. cut out another 600, 800 calories. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, like, like I said before, I don't really count calories, but you still have to think in terms of calories if, if you want to lose weight. Whereas if you want to gain weight, you know, calories in, calories in, calories out still matter, right? So calories in, calories, uh, the more calories in, the less calories out, the bigger you're going to get. The more, the less calories in, the more calories out, the smaller you're going to get. I'll give you, all right. And you make a good point about the calories right now. The calories, it's a little bit too scientific as far as the math involved to keep a, a specific weight for me, it's yeah, a little too science, you know, but this is one thing I learned and crazy enough, I learned this through incarceration, right? <clears throat> if I eat at night, I'll gain weight. If I eat in the morning, I'll lose weight, right? But only if you eat late at night, if you eat at a reasonable time, five, six o'clock. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, of but course. if you're eating at nine, you know, if you don't eat till nine and then you go to bed right after you eat, where the fuck's that food going? Into all of your sales and shit. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Right. And, exactly. And that's, you know, uh, the, the another good way to think about it is, is uh, 
Oh, for you, perfect example, aviation. When, right. when, when an airplane's flying mm -hmm. and they're too heavy, mm -hmm. what's the first thing they do? Well, the first, if it's too heavy and they're flying, they're probably already in danger. But, <laughs> they don't but, fuel. They don't yeah, fuel. They don't fuel. Exactly. Yep. So, so, so they had too many calories by 500 pounds. Mm -hmm. So they dump 500 pounds worth of fuel, mm -hmm. which is essentially the same as burning it off, right? Going yeah. through the jet is a slow burn. Dumping it's a fast burn. So one's meth, the other one's the other one's exercise and doing what you need to do. Yeah. You know, <laughs> one's meth. <laughs> I just uh, caught that. <laughs> and so so you get, you know, that way you can get you can get to your safe result. Yeah. Better. Yeah. So enough about my fat ass. Did you watch that video I sent you last night? About the airplane? Yeah. I watched a little bit of it. I couldn't watch the I had a bunch of homework last oh. night. I watched a little bit of it though. That C-130 Hercules. So they had just finished uh they had just finished retrofitting it to be for for the Puerto Rican Air. Uh, Air Force, Air Guard, whatever they call it. Um, and I guess they started it up. They did they did all those checks, right? I guess there's like 15 different checks that you do like uh, before before you actually get into the air. So yeah. so then they so then they start taxiing. And everything's okay there. They're doing their taxing checks. Then they go into a rolling, a rolling takeoff. Yeah. The the pilot, the pilot opted to go into a rolling takeoff rather than a static takeoff, which from what the video said to me was that a static takeoff allows you to get all of the engines fully powered up, do all your checks, make sure everything's 100%, where it's hard to do that on a rolling takeoff because, because you, jam, you jam the controls all the way forward to, get it to, to put everything up, but it takes time to get up there because it's pulling the plane and everything else with it. They were saying that the number one engine... Uh, so there's something called critical critical speed, which I guess in that's 168 miles an hour. It's like it's the point of no return when they have. Yeah, it's, to, that's V1. That's that's V1. Yeah. And so well, pretty anyway, much V1 to V2. So anyway, so they're they're gaining the momentum. They're not doing any checks now. They've stopped doing checks. They get to 68, they get up to 68, uh, 65, 70, 75 miles an hour, which is well below that, that Take threshold. And, and engine number one is only, is only performing at like 93%. It wouldn't, it wouldn't go above. So they continue. They kept going in this in this fucking Hercules, man. In a yes, Hercules, yes. one yes, of the largest planes in the world. They keep exactly. going. There's only five of them. Yeah, five. Uh, and they don't do their they do, they're not doing their checks. They're not do, they hear it on the black box that they're not doing their checklists. They're not doing any of their checklists. Uh then they get up, they get up to the, up to that threshold. Yeah. Uh, no, they, yeah, they got up to that threshold and had to take off. And engine number one 
was only working at 86%. So then, so then they did they, they rotate? They flapped down. As soon as the front wheel started coming up, the plane started drifting because no drag. Right. So it started drifting towards the left side, towards engine number one. Yeah. The the main pilot struggled, got it back, got it back over the runway, and it's continuing to drag to the left. They keep going, they keep going, keep flying. Uh engine number one finally finally gets to a point where they have to shut it off. Yeah. Mind you, that and this was this was at the time that the pilot brought the landing gear up. Mind you, they still have the flaps down. They it's never, about dirty. Yeah. They never, they, you know, they had the left side to where it would flutter, but the right side, the flap was down. And the, I think I'm explaining all this right. I'm no goddamn pilot. No, you know, but, it's good. You, you on point? Good. So what happened is they continue climbing and he's, he's looping. He's looping to gain altitude, which is normal. For an airplane, but the problem is, is he's looping on the weak side of the plane. He's looping on that dead engine side, which they they start out at like a six degree pitch or whatever, and they get up to a twelve degree pitch. Well, I guess around fifteen degrees, the the strong side will overtake the weak side and put you into put you into like oh. a barrel roll. Uh, so he was at a critical angle of attack. He was up like this and that's, it's starting to stall at this point. So he's going to start going like that. And he rolled, he, he belt or he belly upped and fucking dude, they just fucking barrel rolled. barrel rolled all the way into the ground. Boom. Yeah. All five yeah, of them died. Day. He had a bad day that day. <laughs> Dude, but all the signs were there. Yeah. All the signs were there telling, telling them to stop. Like, everything was telling them to stop, and they didn't want to fucking do it. Well, this is the thing. Generally, it's safer in the air than on the ground, right? Generally, it's safer. If you can get up in the air and maintain altitude, which is what he tried to do, but it was pilot error, and he should have had a first officer, somebody in there with him to tell him, hey, man. There were five people in there. Yeah, somebody, what they should have did, they should have, and I, I took a test on this, they should have decreased their angle of ascent, so their uh -huh. critical angle of attack should have been decreased, right? And then once they decrease that, push, push power all the way up until they can get a steady airspeed, because they were flying at a critical airspeed to where it was going to stall. And they said that they said that the minimum speed on three engines was around 139 knots. Mm. Like is how fast that they had to be going with three engines, which is totally doable. Yeah. But but this side, the, the left side is flapping, right? The right side is pitched out. So and see what happened was, and see it's three, it's four um, components of flight. It's, uh -huh. There's a uh, thrust, there's lift, there's weight, and then there's drag. And what happened was they weren't coefficient. None of those added up the correct way. What happened was drag became intense and slowed them down, and uh -huh. the thrust decreased the force, and the weight became heavier. So there was no lift. And he tried to drop the flaps, which was a good. It was probably in the RCH or RQH, it was, um, it was actually, uh, actually the manual said to flatten them out. The manual really? said, uh-huh. Mm. The manual said everything that this pilot, everything that this crew did was wrong yeah. per the manual. Well, and then it's another thing too. Did, do you know if they took off? Cause there's two ways to take off. You can take off BX which means you want to take off high, usually to clear obstacle or VY. And I feel like they should have took off VY because you'll go straighter and gain quicker airspeed. And, and that's, you, that's what it was, is they, they definitely came 
they definitely came up slowly. It wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't like a, a commercial jet coming out of Vegas. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> it was it was like you know, for lack of a better word, lack of a better knowledge of it, it was like coming off the end of a fucking aircraft carrier. So it was just going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It just basically just hovered for a second and tried to get altitude. Uh huh. Mm. And see what they probably did experience too, because ground effect will cause that, especially if that engine went out. Because ground effect will cause you to become airborne when you think you're at speed. If they had any kind of headwind coming at them, then that out, then that uh, airspeed indicator read wrong. And what it probably told them was that they were at that uh, that V1 speed. And when they went to rotate, they thought that they were up enough, mm. but they should have decreased that angle of ascent because you have a critical angle of attack. And if you exceed that critical angle of attack, the plane is immediately going to go to the side that's producing more torque. And if oh. that engine's moving slower than those other engines, that means those other engines are creating a, a what is that called? Like a vortice uh, behind it. Yeah. You know, and instead of just a smooth airflow, it's creating wrinkles of air behind it to, to drag the plane more. And I think that's what ended up happening. I'm going to watch the whole thing. My, I think my girl watched the whole thing. I was busy doing homework last night. But um, I'm going to watch the whole thing. And I, I may have seen it on Air Disasters. It was, it was uh, let me see, what was that, a 1972 plane, I believe? It, it was a military, a uh, Hercules. Um, it was an old one, though, right? Well, it's one that we had retired. Yeah, of course, yeah. I think it was like 72 uh, or something. Let me see. Yeah, it doesn't say. Happened in Georgia not long ago. But yeah, they had, uh, they had uh, refurbished it for the thing. Oh, you know what? It's on YouTube. I could probably show. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Pull it up on YouTube. That way I can give you a, a the direct uh, analysis of what the fuck they did. There was another one I saw on YouTube. It was a plane was years ago. He took off at VX and then uh -huh. the plane stalled. It was a huge plane stalled in midair and fell out the sky. Really? Yeah. And it comes with calculations. See, that's why I got all of these instruments right here. These instruments will stop that type of shit from happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the prior right, this is this is literally a fucking long ass uh Yeah, it's like 12 minutes or something. Yeah. Uh just skip to the crash part. Okay. All right. Let me do It's it's on a commercial. Nobody wants to hear a commercial. All I can do is hear it myself. Fucking shut up, dude. Skip, skip. There we go. How do I turn this down? I can't see it. It's not on the screen. No, I know. I. I'm... There. Okay. Now. I'll pull it up. Share uh, screen. Screen two. There. Huh. I can just share the Chrome. That's dope. Sit up. Yes, sir. Okay. So let me. Can you hear the sound? No, nah, no, nah, it's no sound. Let me, uh, I don't know how the fuck to.
Anyway, so you see how yeah. that I don't know how to get the sound to play for you, but you can read everything. Yeah. The commander continues to climb and turn towards the left engine. He stays the cruise of the board, banks turns in the operative engine, which is right. Because that propeller, by moving like that, is creating drag. Right. So I think they, yeah, like you said, when they took off, they already had that left leaning tendency. So, oh, yeah, that's far less than 93%. That's like 10%. <laughs> See? Yeah. And then it shows the actual video. Fifty-two point two degrees. Yeah, that's way past its critical angle of attack. And see what happened was, what happened? This is was the actual. This is the actual. Okay. Oh my God! There goes the fire. Yeah. So. Hmm. Well, yeah, I'm assuming none of them, if they did survive, holy shit. Right. But, <laughs> so now, now you can, now you got the gist of it anyways. Yeah, that was pilot error. I feel like, I feel like it was one pilot. I can't remember his name. He was in the Air Force. He crashed one just similar to that. Yeah. And, um, and he was a real cocky pilot. You know, he, he felt like, you know how once you ride a motorcycle after a while, your willies get better. You feel like you can 12 o'clock and scrape the brake light. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's okay to do. Is it smart? No, I don't think it's smart. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's to a degree, it's, 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 it's feasible. You can do it, you know? But with that, right. I feel like what happened was the captain, because if it's five people, that's five opinions. You see what I'm saying? And if right. somebody said... I don't think you should keep banking towards that inoperative engine. That alone lets me know that the pilot said something along the lines of, I got it. I can handle it. So what happened was evidently he didn't say anything until he was trying to bring up the landing gear mm -hmm. and, and said that, or Telly, Telly, yeah, was trying to take up the landing gear. And the plane started pulling super hard to the left. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, the aerodynamics became off. They were way off. You know, because that's four engines spinning. You gotta think one, one of those, one of those engines is spinning so slow it's creating drag to this side. Right? right. So when you're trying to fly straight and this drag coming this way, naturally you're gonna lean. Right. And the plane's going to want to turn like this. And so, and in that plane, it seems like it would be easy to pull the yoke back. But, man, that takes a lot of muscle to fight that air. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's a lot of muscle. And I think, yeah, I think that that had to do with pilot air. Yeah. Especially if they just redid the aircraft. Because this should have been an airworthiness directive for sure. And yeah. they should have had some type of guidelines to know what to do just in case. And I just don't think that they listen to that shit. Right. And they never, like, I guess. My dog's going to get beat up. I guess from what I read on there was that they took and like right after they did the right after they redid the plane. They should yeah. have made sure that they did a static takeoff so that they could test all that. Because the way that that read was that a static takeoff 
would would have have told them that the plane wasn't uh, wasn't airworthy. Yeah, yeah. Because see, and then what they'll do, like if you have pilot uh, pilot private pilot license and certificate, and you got the endorsements to fly that plane. They'll usually use you know a pilot with those uh, endorsements to fly before passengers can fly on it. Puerto like Rican, Port, Puerto Rican military. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Still, the whole crew was... they had to fly troops. You know, right. so it's uh, so I think like what it was. I really think it was just a lack of competency on them trying to do. Uh, what they thought was right opposed to what that QRH said because that quick reference guide or that handbook will tell you and those things are made from that aircraft manufacturer you see what I'm saying so it's like they've already ran the worst thing that could happen to this aircraft's um, um, like example to get out of it they've already ran those tests really? you know? yeah on every aircraft that's in the air today they run tests on them to make sure if this happens, do this. And if it's something just way out of the loop with the ATC, because you'll be in contact with air traffic control, they will find somebody that specializes in that aircraft and tell you what to do. You know what I'm saying? Or they'll call that company specifically. And I'm sure they have some sort of hotline yeah. for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you, if you yell Mayday over air traffic control, you are number one priority. They will stop everything else to help you to make sure you don't crash. Oh. Yeah. Wow. That's your best See, friend in the air. Back in your parachute. Well, yeah, yeah, depending on if you can parachute out of, because out of that, no. And no parachuting out of there. Right. They were too close to the ground. There's several factors determining the reason you couldn't parachute out of that the fucking door was on the was on the leaning side like and then if they would have jumped out they would have hit the back of the plane they'd have hit the appendage the epinage they'd have immediately struck that tail as soon as they jumped out yeah because see parachute planes usually would be like cessna type planes like with high wings shit like that usually you know what i'm saying so that way you don't end up hitting something when you jump out, like hitting the back, and they'll slow down to like a certain airspeed. So after this, how long till you get your helicopter's license? Well, me, I think they only reserve because I'm not getting a helicopter's license, right? Because they only reserve that for the people that didn't do so well. And <laughs> so they give the helicopter licenses to the people that weren't like, if they feel like, okay, try out this helicopter since you weren't that good with uh, jet engines and, uh, and single engines and multi-engines, you know, <laughs> usually that's what, what happens. People will go for uh, the helicopter endorsement. But I believe it's private pilot license, if I'm not mistaken. And You're it's a specific, me, right? No, I'm not playing. Yeah, that's what happens. So with your airplane license, you can't, you can't easily go take the helicopter license? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, you can get the endorsement. It's an endorsement. Like just like a regular license? No, um, you know how you have like a, a driver's license and then you get a motorcycle endorsement? Uh-huh. Kind of like that. But we have something called ratings and endorsements. So like a rating would be like, say um, I'm flying a single engine right now. My, in, my, uh, my rating or endorsement would be instrument so I can fly at night. So that lets them know, okay, he has a private pilot license so he can fly in the daytime. Under visual flight rules, uh, right. I believe it's three uh, three nautical miles is the visual, and a um, thousand feet above, five hundred feet below, a thousand feet in front, and um, it's usually uh, any type of endorsement you add to that single engine, then you'll be able to fly that. But you need logbook endorsements and shit saying oh. that you saying that you're competent in this plane, so you'll get a check ride and. Maybe a knowledge test, depending on what type of aircraft it is. Hmm. And yes. then as you progress, they say, okay, he's good. He's good to fly under under uh, instruments only. 
And yeah, then, you could, yeah, you could fly whatever's lower. So if I have a, a my private pilot license, an instrument, I could fly daytime, nighttime, um, through the visual rules or without visual rules. I could fly instrument or visual. So that means I could. And then like what's fly. your ceiling? Uh, ceiling, uh, single engine. I believe it'll probably be about from where I am because the uh, elevation is thirty seven hundred feet. So it'll be about eight thousand, nine thousand feet, something like that. Yeah, I was I was figuring somewhere around seventy five hundred. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Because when you get up in the air from where we are to where you are, it will be about ten thousand feet. Because we're three thousand feet MSL already. And then when we take off, then we get about what another three thousand feet. That's six thousand feet MSL. Huh. Yeah. So nine thousand feet is really only like about what uh, six thousand feet higher yeah. than you. Yeah, about fifty fifty five hundred feet higher, somewhere around there. But yeah. six thousand, and that'll be your ceiling. But you or your ceiling, if you're on visual flight rules, the clouds are your ceiling, so they'll give you like a METAR or a TAF. And tell you what the uh, clouds are. If they're broken, scattered, cum, uh, cumulonimbus, however you say it, or uh, cumulus. Scattered, uh, not cumulus, but uh, cumulonimbus. It's the longer one than cumulus. Oh, yeah. Those are usually like thunder clouds. Those huge clouds that raise up like that. It's called a cumulonimbus. I believe it's called cumulonimbus. Look I think you're adding extra shit in there. No, that's right. It's cum bonus. I had got a hundred on the aviation quiz. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Cum is C U M U L O U I B O U something like that. Uh cumulus stratus stratocumulus mm-hmm. nimbus. Yeah. Uh, lent, lenticular. Those are thin clouds, lens-shaped thin clouds. Okay. And mamantis. Mamantis, yes. But do you see cumulobonus? No, I don't see anything with a B. Okay, type it, Type that word in. Q is C-U-M. Oh, hold on, hold on. So the nimbus, the nimbus clouds are the... U mu lun low knee bus bus yeah those are those huge scary clouds low knee bus yeah yeah hard as hell to say right that's why they just call them nimbus clouds yeah or I call them CB that's what we call them for sure just CB. Yeah, Nimbus Cloud. Like the Nimbus 3000. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so what that ceiling would be like, let's say that cloud on a rainy day, it's a lot of precipitation. Let's like say the cloud starts at 4,500 feet. Yeah. That would be your ceiling. Okay. Under visual flight rules. Now, they'll give a ceiling as to where that cloud ends. If you're on instrument, it would end at, let's say, 15 uh, 15,000 feet because those clouds are huge, right? Mm-hmm. It ends at 15,000 feet, so that'd be the ceiling of that cloud, right? But now, depending on what you're flying, they'll and where you are, it's different airspaces that have ceilings. Like where we are, you have a ceiling that's class C, so you need a transponder, two way communication, and all that shit to fly over here, right? So, once you fly in, there's a, a recommended ceiling. Like when you enter the traffic pattern, it's about 1,500 feet above ground level. So AGL, you'd be about 1,500 feet on a downwind, which would be coming this way. The airport's over here. You'd be going this way. And then you'd make your turn to to, uh, enter your final. And so once you get into your final, you're already lined up with the runway so you can start your descent. You see what I'm saying? And you'll be right. You'll be within that area to hit that threshold. You see what I'm saying? Hit that threshold. We sounds down. like sounds like there's a shit ton of math involved. And uh, you gotta do it in math. your head. Yeah, it's mental math. The shit ton of math is like an understatement. It's uh, <laughs> it's like diarrhea math. It's like oh my god, oh my god. Where is that paper? 
it's like this. I'm gonna fill this one out later, but it's much like this. Like uh, they'll give you a um, they'll give you a weight, an arm, a moment. You'd have to add all of the weights up, add all of the moments up, and then divide it by the moment, and then that'll give you where your uh, center of gravity is. And I believe their center of gravity probably wasn't next to nothing because it probably wasn't nothing in there. And yeah. it was, it just had to do with the aerodynamics of that aircraft because it was creating a lot of drag. That's why I don't like flying propeller planes, but you got to learn, you got to learn on the props. But right. if you don't learn on a bicycle, how are you ever going to ride a motorcycle? How are you ever exactly. going to ride a scooter? And if you don't ride a scooter, how are you ever going to know how to control a motorcycle? Exactly. You can't, you can't, you can't not be able to walk and rollerblade. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got to walk first right. before you rollerblade. Yeah. Exactly. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. I wish it was the other way. Well, no, I don't, because it'd be a lot of accidents. So, no, I don't wish it was the other way. A whole lot. Yeah. whole lot of idiots fucking getting run over in cars because all they can do is rollerblade and they can't even walk across the street. Exactly. It'll be people driving with rollerblades. <laughs> the hell are you doing? No, I keep getting these emails, just uh, just updates and shit. Oh, but yeah, man, fucking planes. Seems like we talk a lot about planes. Man, you know that I love talking about planes, man. Oh my god! I just wish I knew more about them. Yeah, well, you got me, man, and I'm going for that C double C C F double I. So I'll be able to teach you people how to fly. If you want to learn how to fly, get your license and all of that shit, I can teach you and certify you. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. charge me that same. Fucking forty thousand dollars to learn how to fly. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Hell no. They giving me this so I can teach people. You know what I'm saying? That's why I had to pay so much for that shit. Because I was like, I thought I now I see why college students are broke. Especially the aviation ones. I understand. The headset, man, I gotta buy a thousand dollar headset. Really? Oh my god. It's just a headset and a microphone. This shit's a thousand fucking dollars for a headset. Man, wouldn't one of the wouldn't one of the motorcycle ones be a little bit better? Be a little clearer? Nope. The ones that they got, they're like, they are super heavy duty headphones. Like you can't even hear the airplane over them headphones. Huh. Yeah, and then it's got two jacks, so it's a two-way jack system. Yeah. One for headphones and one for listening and talking. So huh. yeah. And then for the pilot, it shuts everything else off if air traffic comes on, right? No, you have to listen because they'll just be talking in your ear. But you'll have a call sign like ours was uh, November 423 Romeo Mike. So whenever I hear uh, 23 Romeo Mike, I know. Like, okay, you feel me? That's how, that's how you'll kind of remember it. But it's, it's almost like a... Uh, it's like a language, like they'll teach you. And after you hear it so much, it's like somebody could yell my call sign out, like at the decibel of this, and I'll still know, like somebody said my call sign. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right. And and it's all phonetic alphabet, right? Yeah, everything's yeah. phonetic. Yeah, from alpha to Zulu, it's, it's all the way phonetic. And the numbers are pronounced like a, like nine is niner, five is five. You know, to because German words like nine would confuse certain pilots, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, so everything pretty much how they'll break it down to you. Like if you're at if you're at twenty one thousand feet, you wouldn't say, Oh, I'm flying twenty one thousand feet, you say I'm at flight level uh two one zero. And that'll let them know, okay, he's at he's flying at twenty one thousand feet. But if I'm at seventy five hundred feet, I'm at seven thousand five hundred feet. And that's what you tell them, 7,500? Yeah, 7,500. Oh. You know, it, it's like, uh, it just depends. Like, if you call in a check-in on an approach, like, you'll call right. and be like, uh, Utah approach, this is uh, uh, 
two three Romeo Mike uh, requesting depart uh, requesting landing at whatever airport you're going to, and then they'll give you a vector if you need it. They'll give you vectors like, okay, descend down to uh, twenty five hundred feet, right, or two thousand five hundred feet. Excuse me, descend down two thousand five hundred feet, and then you'll just repeat it back like uh, Roger wrote. Uh, Two three Romeo Mike descending down 20, 20, uh, 2,500 feet. Then when you get there, what they'll do is probably give you another vector. They'll give you clearance to land, certain shit like that. It's like you're really just listening and going off of what they're telling you. And if you're not, you're telling them what you're doing. So like you announce who you are, what plane you're in, where you're going, and what your intentions are. Like what do you want to know? Pretty much. And that's what and that's what makes it fun because like it's certain things like as we grow because right now I'm here to person. fuck your daughter. <laughs> just jump online, just jump on there like uh, hey, what are somebody. your intentions? I'm here to fuck your daughter over. <laughs> and, and you know what they're gonna say? They're not gonna get belligerent or nothing. They're gonna say, We got a number for you to call Romeo too. <laughs> And when you land, you'll be speaking to eight. You'll be speaking to uh, not talking to somebody from the FAA, yeah. Because you used uh, foul language on over the yeah, airwaves. It didn't, it didn't fit the uh, professional culture. Huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even deviation, like if you deviate a little bit off, and you don't tell them why, unless it's an emergency or something, but. You know, if you got an in-flight emergency, you could deviate from intended route. But if you put right. your flight plan in and then you uh, deviate from that shit, the ATC has to notify you and tell you, hey, man, you off course. Nine times out of ten, you have a number to call. Mm. <laughs> Especially if you're at where we at right now because they're like, you got specific instructions to do something. Right. You know? Huh. Yeah, so, so then so then you get your hand slapped maybe get grounded for months have, yeah. to, have to take fucking some sort of some sort of don't abuse your wife class <laughs> some shit like that something like that mm. pretty much bullshit some bullshit man and then and then here's the thing right about it right there's so they give you so much information it's like ignorance of it is no excuse like it's do they so get much. mad if you forget shit like if they're telling you something and you're like uh can you repeat the last part i i no. forgot no no you can always call and ask like uh uh atc can you please repeat that this is a but you always have to stay who you are first but you you can ask them can you repeat that or you can even tell them i don't understand can you give me other instructions it's huh. like a uh, like a lasso order, a land and hold short order. Uh -huh. We don't really learn about that yet because we're not commercial pilots yet. Right. But if we do know it, we could participate in it. But if they give us a land and hold short order, we could say uh, enable. And then they'll ask, well, why, why are you unable to do it? I don't know how. <laughs> and they'll oh. simply tell you, go around. Huh. Dude, I know uh, last week, had I had my, had I had my, uh, my drone, my drone didn't take off all on its own. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be allowed to fly for, yeah. there was, there, uh, there was like three days. It was weird. It was weird because the vice president came into town. Yeah. And. It was a Terrasa in the air, T-R-S-A. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it said, it said, and I don't remember what day she came, but it said from Monday at like noon to Wednesday at like noon. There was yeah. there was no flight. No flight for me. I mean, I still saw commercial jets flying. Yeah. Cause what it'll be is called a terrace. Usually it'd be outlined in gray. Like, uh -huh. uh, like even on the D on the DGI map, it'd be like a gray outline to say TRSA, uh -huh. and then it'd be a number. It'll say from like five thousand feet 
to uh, 14,000 feet or whatever the terrace is. And it's only for VIPs and emergencies and shit like that. Mm. So they need the airway clear just in case somebody needs an emergency land. Even at my even at my 400 feet, they wouldn't let me. Yeah. Like yeah, I think, right. I think, and I'm 10 miles from the airport. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I, it had to do with her, but I, I just know that if I see, if I see that, that I can't, I can't fly. Yeah. Cause you're at a class B airspace and I believe I could look it up actually. Your ceiling, uh, that that airspace goes out 25 nautical miles, I believe, out there in Vegas, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. But what happens is um, there's a shelf. I'm going to find it for you right now. There's a shelf. Here it is. All right. So the outer shelf is 8,000 to 10,000 feet. So this right here, if you could see it. That, yeah. that blue that blue outline, that's the airspace that the planes fly through. Mm-hmm. And so I think the lowest it gets is right next to the airport. And it's right. uh, from, from the ground up to 10,000 feet. It, we had where I work, they were trying to do, they were trying to fly an aerial, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just uh, take aerial photography for, for a survey. Um, and they didn't want to go, you know, 50 feet, a hundred feet tops, you know, and do grids with, the with, the the quadcopter and, but down, down in the valley, they were, they were like two miles, a mile, a mile or two miles from McCarran and, like the DJI wouldn't even fly. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. FAA fly. shut it down. And they had, uh, they had a, uh, they, he already had a flight plan that he put in with the FAA and McCarran, mm-hmm. and they told him his ceiling, his ceiling was no higher than seventy five feet, and he only had, and he only had. Uh, 90 minutes to get it done. Yeah. Um, and uh, anyways, uh, he had all his paperwork and everything and like called DJI and they were like, no, like this you have to set up through us because they can, they can change the parameters for X amount of time. And uh, It wouldn't. They they couldn't fly it that day. It took like two days after that. See, look, and another thing I would suggest to do because you can do this. And I found this out in class. You can call ATC and ask them. You can ask ATC. Like you can literally call. I'm looking for their number right now. But you could call air traffic control. Uh huh. And literally ask them, is it okay if I fly right now? Because some of these some of these situations on here change, you know what I'm saying? Like especially if you're out of the perimeter of any traffic, like right. some of those situations will change. They're gonna ask a lot of questions though, but it is uh, it is okay to call them though sometimes. To uh, yeah, especially I, if you're finna fly, it is. I need to buy another fucking drone, so <laughs> I got to worry about that first. Yeah. It's um yeah, cause see what they'll do is they'll they'll leave like remarks and shit about certain things. Like it'll be like a notum, like uh they'll give you like a notice to airmen. If you fly on a plane, they'll give you a notice to airmen, like uh it's specific shit going on in this area, so make your approach this way. You know what I'm saying? Or right. it'll be like, or to let them know like if it's parachute jumping and shit like that. Or if it's balloons going up in the air, there'll be a note about it. Huh. So like, yeah, they'll leave us like these right here. It's uh, it says LAS um, navigation ILS runway two eight right, 
distance measuring equipment is out of service, right? So they basically tell you don't go that way. <laughs> basically. So their radar's out of service? No, it's the uh, runway distance measuring equipment. So it's probably like they Vassy or they Pappy. It's like uh, four, four lights that'll be at the runway, let you know uh-huh. about your glide slope if you're too high or too low. Oh. Out of service. Instrument landing. Yeah, that's out of service. Like, they'll give you a, a shitload of notams to let you know, like, what's out of service, if there's any workers on the runways and shit like that. Huh. Yeah, and that's how we end up knowing. And typically, we always want to take off into the wind and land into the wind. Like, Land into the wind, huh? Yeah, land into the wind. Because if, if the wind... Yeah, because if the wind's behind you, it's going to push you. So when you touch down, you're going to be rolling way further than expected. That makes sense. But if that wind's coming at you, then it's, you're going to stop pretty quick. Fuck. Well, shit. It's been another great one, brother. Man, you know it's always a treat when bosses meet, man. Right. An hour yeah. goes by quick. Man, for real. For real, it do. Going, going to date night. Going to go yeah. pick up my wife. Nice. And we're going to we're gonna go out to McMullen's Irish Pub. I'm going nice. to go get me a couple of them Irish coffees. I already know. <laughs> mm. Mm. I, already I don't even know. have to tell you. I don't yeah, even have to tell you. Know. I'll still order them when I can, but they don't got them everywhere. But they don't they don't even do them right most places. Yeah. Most places they don't do them right. Yeah. I can send you that recipe if you want to make them yourself. That is a good idea. As a matter of fact, yeah, I'm gonna request that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Uh and you were supposed to send me some of your boys' music. Which one? I don't know. You said you were gonna send me some music that would that would Oh, uh, yeah, I got you. I got you. My bad. It slipped my mind, man. It's all good. It's all yeah. good, man. Man, you're only, you're only a week off of the weed. I'll give you a few weeks before you. Appreciate that, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You have to regenerate. You have to regenerate. Yeah, yeah you know, you got to get <laughs> all the brain cells back working. It's about 30% back on right now. Yeah, yeah. You're good. Yeah, I'm you're good. Golden. Yeah. You're golden. Like the you're one right. they call the child. Yes, there we mm. go. The chosen one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, well, you have yourself a wonderful week, and sure. we both need to write shit down so that we so that we have more interesting shit to talk about. Because why not have more interesting shit? And next week, who knows? Maybe I'll be skinny enough to be like Jason Statham's twin fat brother. He's going to be evil, Jason Statham. (laughs) (laughs) That's the plan. Yeah. Hey, man. Why not? Hey, that's a good one. (laughs) Why not? You know. But, yeah, bro, you have yourself a wonderful week. And, uh. When I see when I see some interesting shit, I'll text it to you. For sure. For sure. And then when you text it to me, call me about it too. Okay. Sometimes I'll get so encapsulated with this homework, I'll start doing homework that's due two weeks from now. So <laughs> snap me out of that shit sometimes. Dude, they don't let me do that. If they let me do that, I'd have all my shit done. Hey man, that's how it is, man. They'll give me like a couple weeks ahead. They won't give me all one week, one week. I can only go from, from Monday to Sunday and they don't let me go. They don't let me go past that. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Fucked up. Fucked up. Some bullshit. (laughs) A grown ass man. Oh, for real. Give me all of my shit so I can deal with it. (laughs) Look, look, if I want to get it done, if I want to get eight weeks worth of homework done in three let me yeah. let me let do me. it. Give me the liberty to do that. Right. You know? I mean, if I start fucking up and I start getting a little lackadaisical on it and start getting 
other things than A's and B's, you yeah. can take the right away. You can take exactly. that privilege away. Exactly. Exactly. Or if they see if or if they see the same date on all of my assignments, like <laughs> October 22nd, on all of my assignments that's due next year. <laughs> I think it'll right. be a problem academic wise. <laughs> right. You know. Right. <laughs> that's something I would do, definitely. <laughs> right on well have a good week and we will oh, you too talk to you same bad time you already know man for sure all right bro later all right.